Welcome everyone back to the first episode of season three of the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar Magana, and with me is Tori Guzman. Tori is a certified sex educator through Plant Parenthood, expertise in HIV and AIDS, a sex advocate, and promotes a healthy sex life for everyone. Tori, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's your day? I'm tired. You're tired? I'm so tired. Uh, and you're, a lot of you guys are probably wondering why she here. Today's episode is about Netflix and chilling. Uh, that's that's the, just the title, but we're actually going to be talking about sex education. I feel like a lot of us uh, take sex as, uh, for granted. Uh, some people don't know if they're hot or not. Uh, and we're going to go over all that. Uh, the certain topics that we're going to go over uh, probably just, you know, fetishes, the women orgasm, men's obsession with sizing. Uh, the rise of STDs and people of color and women, uh, sex workers, and we're probably going to finish off by women's health care and the danger behind anti-abortion. Uh, again, thank you, Tori, for being my guest. Uh, I didn't know you were such such a, a fond of this topic. Um, mm-hmm. But um, again, thank you guys all for an amazing first two seasons. I want to thank Quan for being my first co-host. Uh, hopefully... Uh, throughout the season, I might find a new host. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Uh, but with further ado, well, let's get this started. Welcome, everyone, back to the first episode of Season 3 of the Core Life Podcast. My name is Austin Magana, and with me is Tori Guzman. Tori is a certified sex educator through Plant Parenthood, expertise in HIV and AIDS, uh, sex advocate, and promotes a healthy sex life for everyone. Tori, how are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How's your day? I'm tired. You're tired? I'm so tired. tired. Uh, and a lot of you guys are probably wondering why she here. Today's episode is about Netflix and chilling. Uh, that's that's the, just the title, but we're actually going to be talking about sex education. I feel like a lot of us uh, take sex as, uh, for granted. Uh, some people don't know if they're hot or not. Uh, and we're going to go over all that. Uh, the certain topics that we're going to go over... Uh, probably just, you know, fetishes, the women orgasm, men's obsession with sizing, uh, the rise of STDs and people of color and women, uh, sex workers, and we're probably going to finish off by women's health care and the danger behind anti-abortion. Uh, again, thank you, Tori, for being my guest. Uh, I didn't know you were such such a, a fond of this topic. Um, mm-hmm. But um, again, thank you guys all for amazing first two seasons i want to thank Quan for being my first co-host uh, hopefully uh, throughout the season i might find a new host who knows we'll see how it goes uh, but with further ado well let's get this started okay so let's just talk about STDs, people of color mexicans natives blacks we make up the biggest population of people with STDs. Mm-hmm. Which really sucks. And Illinois is actually quite low on the rank of states that have a high STDs and HIV and AIDS. It's more like Louisiana, Georgia, North Carolina. But those are highly populated by people of color. And like the reason that I think that it just hits us harder is because of poverty, like poverty and the stigma. Because a lot of families stigmatize people with, you know, STDs, lack of health care lack of health insurance, lack of education. People don't know. They're not well, like, educated on the subjects of STDs and how to catch them because there's so many crazy myths out there Mm -hmm. of STDs, especially, like, in black families. You can only be gay to get an STD. 
which used to be like the the like the like in the eighties when like you know AIDS were coming out and it's mm-hmm. like usually gay men were being affected yeah. or, or gay women. Uh, and it's, you you mentioned south southern states. Mm-hmm. You think their like religious laws affect that? Like obviously, um, politicians you know throw out bills saying like certain topics can be talked through the school. Oh, definitely. And obviously that affects yeah you know the more non privileged um, people in the it affects the non privileged people in the south. Yeah. Um, why do you think, you know, we we get we get you said people of color, Mexicans, Black people, um, you know, all the minorities. Mm-hmm. Why does it not? Why does it not affect, you know, white people? I mean, it does affect white people, but it's in such small numbers, and but that's more mostly because of like how we're populated, how mm-hmm. we populate areas. When you think of like ghettos, and you think of like lower income housing, you're thinking of Black people, you're thinking of Hispanics. We're all grouped closer together where white people are more spread out so getting an std from someone in that community is going to be a higher chance because you guys are close together mm-hmm. like city close together it's just all about like population not even about like what kind of jobs they do or anything it's just all about population and what so what like there's such a big like attack on on sex edu- sex education because you know people will say uh they're too young mm-hmm. or um keep that away from the family value stuff like that why and obviously there's 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 still such a rise uh, on people you know getting you know herpes getting syphilis get, why once they have it what why don't they do anything about it or 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 do you see they do something about it, but, like, are they shunned? Are they, like... It's the stigma behind it. Like, if you caught gonorrhea, people are going to stigmatize you and be like, they're nasty, they're a hoe, they sleep around. But in reality, people that catch STDs usually only have one partner. Mm-hmm. The people that are actually very frequent and have a very, like, are high, considered high risk are the ones that are actually using protection and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the people that... It's like the young people, 15 to 24 is like the biggest age gap of people with STDs. Mm-hmm. And it's because of, especially southern states, because southern states make up most of the, most of the, like, the population of people with STDs is going to be all your southern states. And it's mostly because of religion. Religion mm-hmm. has a big thing down there. And condoms, too. They don't, like, give out condoms like we do in the city, like, up here, up north, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think, I yeah, I think that, too. Um, one thing I, I realized, and a lot of people always like argue with this, is uh, when I was at NIU, uh, obviously I can go to the the, the free clinic and mm-hmm. there, and and they'll have a basket of, of condoms, you know, mm-hmm. of all size, of all like types, you know, Trojans, uh, lifestyle, to the cheap, very cheap ones, um, and then the, the dorm, some of the dorm, um, like the people that take care of the dorms, they'll they'll have one in their room, whatever. But then there's always that push where, why are we funding you know free condoms to students when we need this money somewhere else? Where where do you see that argument? Do you, is that argument valid? Is that like it's not because yeah. they the studies show like when we give out condoms, when we give out birth control, it lowers it actually like reduces STDs in population. They did it in a school in Maine, like a high school, and they were just giving out condoms and it reduced the 
amount of teen pregnancies at the high school, reduced the STDs. Mm. And, and that was just like a year. And I'm assuming, you know, you can't stop people. You can obviously have curfews and yeah. and and all men, all girls, but people find ways to go you have sex. Stop it, yeah. And obviously, if some, a woman get if a you know woman gets pregnant, she might have to drop out. And and if the guy is responsible, he's gonna have to drop out to get a job, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I see where, you know, having free condoms helps not only maintain like the population of the of the university, but obviously help, you know, kids stay in school. Um, it's a trickle effect. Mm-hmm. It affects everything. Um, why, you know, we're, let's let's stay in the topic of the universities and 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 free healthcare. Free healthcare obviously affects all of us when it comes to, you know, people of color. Mm-hmm. Students obviously get you know free condoms sometimes, free birth control. I remember um, an ex friend of mine, or not an ex friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, back in her in her college, she got uh, free birth control, mm-hmm. uh, but when Obviously, you leave the university, you don't have that anymore. Some, so a lot of people don't have it. A lot of people don't, but there's options out there that people aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. Like, there are clinics. There's free clinics. Of course, you're not going to do, like, the basics, like the cold and for fevers and stuff. But there's free clinics just for STDs. Like, I volunteer at one on the south side of Chicago, Women's and Teens Outreach Center. And um, we provide free birth control if they need prep or um post in case they are exposed to hiv or aids we have that there we do free testing for people that are eligible for it so there's the tools are out there people just don't look for it mm-hmm. beyond college mm-hmm. which is why 15 and 24 15 through 24 age group is so nasty yeah. they have so many scds because they yeah. forget that they have the tools out there to to use um a couple of days ago, when we started talking about you know doing this episode, you talked about having certain amount of birth control, certain amount of preps, certain amount of posts. Mm-hmm. Um, explain to me how the explain that to me again. So at our clinic, we used to so before Trump became president, he we had funding, we had government funding for our clinic. Same with Planned Parenthood, we work underneath Planned Parenthood. Um, after that happened, he kind of took away funding for things like that because he thought it was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So we have a private funding, and most of the time our funding comes from Planned Parenthood, from their funders. We got a certain amount of things we can have. Before it was like unlimited birth control, unlimited condoms. We have unlimited condoms still, but we have a certain amount of birth control, a certain amount of posts, a certain amount of prep, a certain amount of antiviral medication. And it sucks. We have to like go through a list of people. And if they are the ones that are really sick, we can give it to them. And it really, it just, it's terrible. Because you want to be able to give it to everyone how we used to do it. But we have to, like, uh, Like a wait. waiting list? Like mm-hmm. a waiting list. Um, so, like, let's say I, I am affected with, like, I believe I got affected with uh, or hooked up with someone with HIV. I can just walk in and be like, hey. I'm affected. Like, is there a priority list or is there like, so, how does that work? How does that list work? If you walked in, you were like, I think I was exposed to um, an AIDS or HIV in the last 24 hours. We're going to give it to you because that's an emergency. Mm-hmm. And usually if it's an emergency, we get that, um, that material from a hospital because hospitals can do that. 
if you didn't know, that's a thing. In case you think you're exposed to HIV or AIDS, you have 72 hours. You go into an emergency room or you can come to a clinic. We'll give you um, post, which mm-hmm. is pretty much the same thing as prep, but it's for after you're um, exposed to the virus. And you take it for a month and it pretty much will, if you do have it, if you did come in contact with it, it will pretty much keep you negative. Um, you know, we, we can... So once that happens, is there like, do I have to come back and keep taking it, or like, is that just like a one and done deal? You'll take it for a month. For a you'll month. Take it every day for a month. Okay. Um, and um, you'll get tested after the month, mm-hmm. and you could run a false positive, and then um, you have to get tested again in another three months because HIV doesn't show onto your system until three months. Okay. Um, and right before the show, I was talking to you about like uh, I've been seeing a lot of commercials about. I forgot the name of it, but... Prep and Post. Prep and Post, obviously. It's a Prep and Post, but I don't know the actual name of the of the company or the drug. Why is it is it becoming more... Are people realizing that, or companies realizing that, obviously, people are going to have sex? Are they not using condoms? And we're going to start pushing this, me- this obviously, medicine. Um, you know, obviously, you still want to use condoms if, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're single. Um, that's, that pill is not like, it's I'm, not for all STDs. Yeah. It's not like, I'm not going to like, I t- I'm going to take it, hook up with this girl right here. Mm-hmm. And if I got herpes, I'm, I'm like, she has herpes. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't yeah, work it doesn't that work way. It doesn't work like that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel <clears throat> like, you know, I, I, I took sex education, middle school. I think I took it again in junior year of my high school. Mm-hmm. Um, going throughout college, I was pretty safe when, and took, I was obviously broke, so I couldn't afford to buy, <clears throat> couldn't afford to buy a condom. So I went to go get the free, uh, the free condoms, and you know I, I was in a relationship, and uh, we are safe. We're a safe couple. Right. Uh, and you mentioned high risk and low risk. I'm a low risk person because obviously mm-hmm. I only have one partner. Yeah, you're in a monogamous I, relationship. Yeah. To the high risk people, um, and obviously people who listen to this. How can you, like, what are the signs that, you know, you are a high-risk person? High-risk person is around our age group. So it'll be the early 20s to pretty much mid-30s is going to be considered high-risk. And you have to be single or in a non-monogamous relationship, so Mm -hmm. an open relationship. You have to um, also engage in, like, anal, especially a lot of anal sex, just because there's, um, we're very sensitive in our anal canal and we rip easily there vaginal sex like unprotected sex any kind of unprotected sex oral anything it's very rare to get um hiv aids through your mouth but it can happen that'll be considered a high-risk person someone that engages with sex with multiple like partners and stuff someone in sex work considered high risk there's also like a little middle ground that you can kind of go back and forth and then low risk will be Someone married in a monogamous relationship, pretty much just low risk. And if I'm a low risk person, should I even go get tested? You should. Yeah. Low risk people should get tested every six months. And the reason why we should, you guys should get tested six months, especially any, you know, female, female relationship, male, female relationship, whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys should always get tested because females... The way our bodies work, we can get STDs very easily, or we can get STIs very easily. Women can get an STI sitting on a dirty-ass toilet seat. Like, it could happen. You can get it. 
it, it, you know, it's a thing. It can happen. So you guys should at least get tested every six months, especially if you have an active, healthy sexual um, sex life, then you should definitely do it. And you mentioned, obviously, uh, a woman can ca- can catch an STI. What's an what's the difference between an STI and an STD? So STD is going to be your standard sexual transmitted diseases like gonorrhea, syphilis, you know, herpes. STIs would be bacteria vaginosis, which can happen from like swimming in the ocean, from dirty toilet seats. Um, trick because also uh, STI. That's, these are more for women. Women usually are more prone to STIs. Men aren't really prone to STIs. They usually just get them from women. So it's a bit different because this one's not always about sex. STIs aren't always about sex, mm-hmm. even though it's the sexually transmitted infection. It's kind of like the cleanliness. Yeah, it's, it's more like hygienic, really. Because mm-hmm. anyone can get vagin- um, the vaginal bacto- bacteriosis. A lot of people can get that. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty common, honestly. So as... You know, having a partner and, you know, being a, a monogamous partner, just you, you and the other person, it doesn't always seem like the other person's cheating. It might yeah. just be he went to go use the bath or she went to go use the bathroom and a target and it was just dirty. And, yeah, and she sat wrong. If she sits on the edge of the toilet seat and her whole vagina gets on the dirty Damn. toilet seat, it could happen. Mm-hmm. It could, like not herpes. Like if, if it's herpes or if it's gonorrhea, that's that's a whole nother conversation. But if it's like those ones those two usually it's just from being this breath hygienics and hygiene and stuff and obviously there has to be a, a level of maturity when it comes to talking to your partner mm-hmm. or about you know hey you know i remember a long time ago i i i, I hooked up with a, with a person and and i was like hey you know even though we, we were using protection mm-hmm. have you ever been tested i was tested like maybe a month ago she she was never tested so right. i was like you should go get tested oh, i'm gonna go get tested regardless but then that person got mad at me because she she believed that by me telling her to get tested, mm-hmm. um, I was calling her dirty and slutty and stuff like that. Why, why, why is there such a thing like between like even even people of color, you know, Mexicans, Mexican women, men calling people dirty, slutty, you know, why do we, why do we, bu- basically bully people, you know, to it basically bully not to get tested because right. then you people shaming stuff like that why do you do you have any comments on that it's just one it's so stupid mm-hmm. because if someone asked me like if i've been tested i'll be like oh my god yes but then again i was my family raised me differently mm-hmm. and it all comes from family and unfortunately you know our generation's way different than our parents generation that was shunned that's you got an std it was because you slept around mm-hmm. you slept with multiple people you're you weren't married and you didn't want to commit to somebody but it's not the case now people get these crazy stds herpes and stuff from their partners that they've been with forever mm-hmm. and i think that's like where the stigma comes from it's just something that's ingrained in us because that's how we were raised me fortunately i wasn't raised that way like and, it hits close to home and I, I think it's a little funny uh the older generation always talking smack about the you know you guys and this whole netflix and chill um, era where it's like you know oh you you've been with so and so for two months and you guys are in love and now you're heartbroken obviously you just got with someone new and stuff like that and so on and but our parents or our parents parents have like eight kids and sometimes they had a, a second family at the same mm-hmm. time with eight kids like why do you think it's such a that generation 
what 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 did we miss in between generations where our parents were still obviously sleeping around we had a whole generation of like in the 60s of free love and stuff like that right um and now you know was it like a, a shift in in politics was it a shift in did people just become more religious or was it the 80s with the you know, epidemic of AIDS like what would, you know what was that I think AIDS definitely scared people to start families and stuff like oh if I'm gonna sleep with someone I'm gonna do it with no condom and I'm gonna start a family with them mm-hmm. and I think that's why also like divorce rates are high and shit for that generation but I think now like our generation I feel like we are very confident in our sexuality what we want and everything and I think that's why we're more like well some of us is more like hey have you been tested or you know let's use a condom or let's go get tested I feel like it's starting to be a thing now because people want to have fun but they want to be safe about it and they also are just confident in their their sexuality and what they want and, I, and, and again also with the commercials of the prep I also been seeing a lot of you know condom and especially Trojan coming out with like ultra thin and stuff mm-hmm. like that because obviously um it's a business for them for obviously people have sex mm-hmm. uh, but it's also not like if people are getting sick like it's not good for them obviously so they and people know that or people at least think that you know unprotected sex is feels different so the thinner the the, the condom the better uh, or more um what's the word feeling i guess and, and the pleasure okay um you ready to shift conversation yeah let's um go ahead where am i at oh yeah orgasms might as well let's go on to that women orgasm is you know doesn't exist it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist it's a myth <laughs> it's a myth it's a <laughs> big ass myth man so all right I'm gonna give you my perspective as a man. Let's let's hear. So it. obviously, in my head, um, I you know first experience with a woman orgasm was probably in a in a Playboy, like video or or, or Pornhub, and I I saw like this screaming orgasm and and shaking oh, and Lord. and obviously <laughs> this this huge scene, and in my head I've always been stuck with this. If if she's if she's yelling, if she's scratching, if you know clawing my back. If she's not shaking, if she doesn't, if she wa- if she doesn't walk afterwards, I did my job right. And if that doesn't happen, my ego is crushed. And, right, and I didn't, right. I didn't, she didn't reach. It. And there's obviously other men that, you know, oh, I got my nut. You good? Type of type <laughs> right. of guy. Uh, tell me about the female orgasm. I don't know. So orgasms are so complex. Men have complex orgasms too, but women are. Man, we're just we're Unicorns. cool. Unicorns. We're cool. Yeah. Um. So the really cool thing that I took when I took the class at Planned Parenthood, they told us about orgasms just because orgasms is when you really can get pregnant because that's when everything just kind of shifts and you can get pregnant. You can. Okay. It's like it's the, it's what it's made for yeah. for us to have babies. But there's two models of um that they really use to describe an orgasm Mm -hmm. my favorite is like the kaplan's three stage of orgasms which is desire so that's like four plays included okay like you know get me ready for you excitement because that's like during it you know Mm -hmm. and then the orgasms like the third stage the climax pretty much and we have a lot of different kind of orgasms um men can also have blended orgasms but it's not common 
because once men come it's usually really hard for them to build up again and come again and it's just that's all physical thing pretty much it's just mm-hmm. the way you guys are made women we can have multiple orgasms we can have a blended orgasm we can have um pressure orgasms which anyone can have pressure orgasms usually kids have pressure orgasms because that's just like them pretty much exploring themselves so there's a, lots of different kind of orgasms but the female orgasms, the most common one will be the G-spot, which people don't think exists, even though it's, like, literally right there. <laughs> <laughs> the um, clitoral orgasm, which is actually more preferred, mm-hmm. and then a blended one, which will be both of them. Okay. There's uncommon ones, like a cervix one, which kind of goes into our next one, so I'll just, like, our next little topic, so I'll wait. And then um, an anal uh, orgasm, which a lot of women do not have because some women don't have any nerves in their anal cavity but a lot of mm. dudes do so when it comes to like the women orgasm obviously there's times where like like i said that that one guy was like i got mine you good right um why does it become more of an emotional thing the, is it an emotional thing is it like a oh, mental yeah. thing orgasms are very mental because yeah. when men or a woman orgasms we release a lot of serotonin Mm-hmm. the you know the happy hormone and our actual our body goes into a flight or fight response when we orgasm we tense our heart beats really fast we get really hot and then we get like a pleasure like a wave of pleasure if you know we orgasm if we orgasm correctly mm-hmm. so it is a very emotional thing that's why people some people orgasm differently their faces are different or the way they tense their body will be differently. And obviously, when it comes to the expression, you have yellers, you have like... You have laughers. Laugh, laugh. I never got laughed. Yeah. I feel like if I got laughed at, I'm... I'm I'd be chuckling. <laughs> I'd be street chuckling. So there's laughers, there's people that cry, like tears run mm-hmm. on the side of their eyes. And then that's where like all the... Obviously, you see videos, people are like all like with their makeup all like smudged and stuff like right. that. Um, do you think that that's where like fetishes were been created because obviously like the pleasure of having sex and the orgasm and trying to reach orgasm through sex wasn't hasn't you know doesn't satisfy that person anymore and then you think that was the the start of people getting becoming fetishes i mean yes and no because people fetishize anything now yeah you can literally fetishize like freaking veins i saw a lot of girls saying oh i love how veiny he is like People just, just a paper cut. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you, you just paper cut him. Yeah. He's done, you know? But but then there's like, there's, like, people, like, with pain. Like, you know, yeah, getting some people slapped around or, you Or know. choking, like, where they almost lose consciousness. Like, people need that to come. And yeah. it's crazy. So, yes and no. Because some fetishes are not sexual at all, which we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. And some of them are, like, mostly purely sexual. Yeah. Okay. We talked about a little bit about men's. Why, in your, and now in the women's experience, because I can talk about it for, forever, why does why do men obsess with this, their size? Like, obviously, why do I think if I'm, like, six inches or more, I feel like I can make any woman orgasm? Is that is that the case? It's, that's, it's so funny, because I was talking to Diego. Okay. And man, he is so smart. He has he's very woke. He has very great just he has a really good sense for things. And mm-hmm. he was just like, men who care about their size have a weak masculinity. And I was like, true. Because mm-hmm. 
the size doesn't matter. The G spot is literally two inches inside of the vagina. It's it's right there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It matters on how you perform, not really your size. So I never understood why men have this obsession with their size. It really does not matter at all. Like, at all. Maybe, you know, I like a little girth, you know? I'm not a size queen, though. Like, I don't need you to be eight inches long unless I'm a woman who likes a cervical orgasm, which is very uncommon. It's not common. It's, I mean, it's common, but it's very uncommon in a lot of, in a big group of women. So why do you think, you know, the, in social media and, and you know, in other medias, people always talk about length. Why, why, why has length been a, a topping and not girth, you know? So I mean, big everything is always good. People want big cars, people want big booze, big lips, big ass, you mm-hmm. know? Big has always been in. Even when porn started, it was like, he has a nine-inch monster cock. Like, it was, that was the thing. Rather like, than, we set the standard. It's better it. to say nine-inch length rather than, like, three-inch wide. And right, because I'll be like, dude, he's that girthy? <laughs> like, I'll be shook. <laughs> like, oh, he's nine inches. Like, I've had someone that was almost ten inches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. Like, because I, I know, like, because I'm not ignorant where I'm just like, no, man, pop- his cock's four inches. I'm... Yeah. I'm over it, you know? I don't care. And then we, we go to the whole, like, you talked about foreplay and stuff. Obviously, sex is so, so complicated that, you know, the penis size, or the penis size doesn't have to do any, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a foreplay. Oh, or, yeah. Or stuff and like foreplay is very, very important for a woman especially. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want us to self-lubricate, like, get wet because we're in pain because you didn't foreplay. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just shoving this dry dick in us. Like, it's not going to work. Foreplay is very important, especially for the women who like a clitoral orgasm more than a penetration because that's usually the case so if you really like do a lot of foreplay and you lead up to it like the whole three stage of like orgasms like if you really do a lot of desire and you do a lot of foreplay your dick size is not gonna matter Mm -hmm. it's not gonna matter at all Mm -hmm. because at that point you are like you already got it ready you Mm -hmm. already got it ready for it so well, it, I feel like in in a, in a men's point of view, uh, the men's size comes from a little bit of competition. Obviously, like if you're in the locker room, uh, men have their dicks out everywhere. And if I see this guy has five inches, you know, soft, and and I'm just three, uh, I'll feel like the lesser man. And obviously, oh, yeah. and, and uh, our our colleague Diego mentioned, if you're if you're confident in yourself, your and your masculinity mm-hmm. isn't affected by that. Obviously, you're not going to be affected yeah, by someone else's size because that's not your business, obviously. Mm-hmm. But a weaker guy uh, will be like, damn, like, that dude can probably take my girl anytime right. he wants. But that that dude might just be as less confident as you are. He just has, it was just a little longer or whatever. Right. Um, and I believe, like I said, competition and a little bit of superiority. Obviously, um, naturally, men want to, or at least, what was it, cis? Cis men, like straight, cis men, like yeah, cis men, men born with a penis, yeah, um, would want to be the alpha dog. Oh yeah, and definitely. I feel like that's a, just a natural instinct of ours. The the flight or fight, we always want to fight because mm-hmm. obviously our dicks are bigger, and, and if your dicks are bigger, you, you can kinda, beat each other with your dicks. Maybe just <laughs> clop somebody. Um, I don't know. Like I was, I've always been confident with my sexual, uh, my sexuality and my size. And I remember one time. This kid pants me in middle school. And it was like, oh, you have a small dick? I'm like, I'm 12, bro. Like, 
Like, <laughs> right, like, like I only have three hairs down there. Like, what are right, you? What? Like, what are you saying? Like, and like, I was like, oh, I got hairs. I'm like, bro, you're 15 in the seventh grade. Like, what right. are you? Who are you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that, man, I'll never. I, I think I mentioned that guy one time in this podcast. And, <laughs> mentioning him again. And I'm mentioning him again. Yeah, fuck that, that dude. That, that, and I don't know what that dude's on. Um, actually, I do know. Oh, he works at Burger King. His dick's probably small as shit. Probably didn't grow. And, you know, it probably, like... I actually don't. Tell me tell me about this. Why is there a thing called... Why is there a, a difference between growers and showers? Because like, some men don't grow at all. They're just big or they're their size or whatever. You know, they're already seven inches soft and they're seven inches hard. And then there's some dudes that are like, where is it at? And then you get them excited and it's just like... Oh, shit. It's, it's there. Like, Bam. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's all genetics, honestly. Because mm-hmm. if they come from a family line of growers, they're going to be a grower. It's just all genetics. Mm-hmm. And weather plays a part. People don't think. They think that's a, like a myth, too. Like, it's cold out here. My dick's small. Like, it's really a thing. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's really it's really a thing. And, um, yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Uh, we talked about, you know, men's session, woman orgasm. We talked about STDs. Uh Let's go a little bit about sex work. Sex work, I feel like, has been around since I've known about sex. You know, obviously, you know, you, you introduce it with nude modeling, or mm-hmm. and then there's obviously porn stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you get to the more, I guess, quote-unquote, shadier side with, you know, prostitution. And, mm-hmm. and you get very dark, too, when yeah, it comes to it sex blurred. trafficking. Yeah, like, it gets super blurred. Um, unblurred for me. What... what why why is there a difference between all this? Why is there a, a spectrum of sex of sex working and why do we enjoy it yet shun it mm-hmm. at the same time? People this is for anything. People want to see what they want to see. Mm-hmm. And when you think of sex work, you automatically think of human like human trafficking. Yeah. You automatically like this girl is forced to do this. She's like 12 years old. And yes, that is the truth for a lot of sex work. A lot Mm. of it is forced. A lot of it has a lot to do with human trafficking. It's a thing, you know, and it's it's sad because it makes the rest of sex work look terrible. Mm. But we, like, you know, sex workers have to be able to identify that that is part of the industry, that that is a really bad black area. But every industry has a bad black area. Mm. And the reason... That it's a sex is included it makes it even worse because sex is supposed to be this holy thing. But really, it's not even a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not. And I think that's um, why sex work is just like getting such a bad name. Like, yeah. I get it. There's some really bad, shitty aspects of it that really fucks it up for the rest of us. It really does. But sex work is very broad. It's not just for, it's not a term just for hookers and prostitutes. It's a bunch of things. Yeah. Like I said, like, obviously, you know. Porn stars, porn stars will have like you know they do their videos, but yet, um, I always see like on Twitter them you know they'll have like you know testing day and mm-hmm. they get tested maybe every two weeks. Porn and, stars have to; it's a lot. They mm-hmm. have to get tested. Like I think every month they have to get tested. Mm-hmm. They um if they don't use condoms, they have to get tested even more because there's some porn that they use condoms I means not very enjoyable. People don't want to see rubber and you know in a movie, but. They have they have strict laws. The same with escorts. There's escorts that don't do any sex, any penetration. There's laws for that. There's surrogate girlfriends. There's things that we have to follow. There's webcam models. There's things. There's freaking W-2s we have to fill out for these kind of jobs. And mm-hmm. people just automatically think 
she's just doing it not to pay any taxes on it or oh she's probably on drugs you know or she can't get another job she's not smart most porn stars are educated so and when it comes to like you know where is it illegal? Where is it legal? Obviously, I know in Vegas, you can probably get, like, there. there's flyers for... Yeah, there's escorts in Vegas, but they cannot perform any sex. Oh, that, that's the flyers. Mm-hmm. Women. Yeah, it'll just say, like, come see, you know, beautiful women. You can you can hire an escort in Vegas. I'm pretty sure she probably can fuck you, too, but that's illegal. Mm-hmm. There's a place in Vegas. It's outside... Well, in Nevada, it's outside of Vegas, and they, they have a brothel there. I think it's, like, the Bunny Ranch or something like that. And they can do, um, you know, they can perform sex work there. But it's just that brothel has that licensing. Hmm. The same in, um, like, in Mexico, you know, they have, it's real, like, they have prostitutes over there. And across, like, in, um, you know, Europe and everything. I think Canada, too. I think some provinces in Canada, you can go ahead and be a sex worker. But you have to, like, fill out a form with the... Ministry of Labor and shit. So it's, you know, there's steps. And then America, we have our loopholes, but there's things we can do. So tell me, um, in, 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 in Illinois, you know, the state that we both live in, uh, what can and can't you do? Okay, well, for starters, since I'm not really, like, shy and I don't shun the work I do, yes, I got a full-time job, but I also webcam model. I do that a lot. I like it. It's fun. I feel like I'm helping people out because I get to give them that girlfriend experience. And that's allowed here. We can sell our services on the internet, but we have to have a W-2. We have to fill it out. We have to pay taxes in Illinois. Mm-hmm. If we do not, on any kind of service like that, it's tax invasion and we can get fined very, very heavily. Okay. Of course, we can't have sex. We cannot get... Um, goods for sex so we can't get money and stuff for sex so we can't do that we can't do trading so if we have sex it would have to be for free pretty much mm-hmm. um and uh we can have escorts there's escorts here there's escort websites for chicago there's surrogate girlfriend experiences um which i don't recommend anymore there's <laughs> no way that's it's too much people get too Attached. Would surrogate like a, like a fake girlfriend? Mm-hmm. You okay. give them like a girlfriend experience. It's pretty much like an escort, but except it's more. It's more lovey dovey. It's more like couple. so for like the guy that's like single, but their parents think they have a girlfriend. You go hire one. Yeah, you can like, hire a girlfriend. Take them to the family party mm-hmm. for the for that day, huh? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we can, you know we have dancers. We have like strip clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Strippers can show. A lot, but they're actually not supposed to show their vaginas. People don't know that, but they're, yeah. they're not supposed to, but they do because it's not heavily like policed, but they're not supposed to. You know, there's adult movie stars in Illinois. There's not that many. There's not any really big porn companies here. They're more like in Florida and stuff. And um, of course, sex activists will fall into that, which is crazy because it doesn't include sex. And sometimes it doesn't even include like any kind of money or compensation mm-hmm. and then of course like phone sex operators which is very very old people really don't do it that, that sounds often. like very old school like like i remember like stealing my dad's playboy magazine and be like call this number for mm-hmm. a good time 20 dollars a minute though yeah like obviously that's they get you the same with like webcam like men have to pay a certain amount to watch whoever they want to watch especially if they're higher on rank mm-hmm. so like um 
you know, some of those models got to pay like $32 to start watching them. So when it comes to sex work, um, this new fad of premium Snapchats oh, man. are happening. Where does that lie in that? Like, That's illegal. Is it? That knew it was. Like I feel like I ever. <laughs> all right. So there's a there's a a guy who was in the show, Kenji Flores, uh, comedian. Um, he has his own uh, podcast, uh, talking my shit, and he talked about how he got this girl's premium Snapchat, but it was like a trans woman. So okay. like she had a penis, and oh, like okay. he was drunk when he got it, and like. When he woke up, he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, I was like, I just thought about that. But obviously, I always, on Twitter, is like, premium, like, if you click on a girl's, I'm like, premium, like, DM me for premium Snapchat yeah, rates. Yeah, premium Snapchat is illegal. Like, yes, girls, do it. Get your coin. Get your bag. But if the IRS caught wind of how much money you make from your premium Snapchat, depending on how many followers you have on there, you can get fined. Mm-hmm. So, like, girls, start an OnlyFans or... Start webbing or something. Don't don't risk your bag for five dollars for your premium Snapchat. Like it's just not worth it. And with premium Snapchat, obviously there's gonna be those weird, like <laughs> like those quote unquote sugar daddies looking for, uh, like f- like pic- uh, feet pics. Like well, oh yeah. Well, obviously that's a fetish. You know, mm-hmm. feet have been very always, popular. Fetish. Always a, a popular fetish. Um. Is that, like, a meme at this point? It's not. Um, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I have a feet daddy, pretty much. <laughs> pays for me to get God my feet you. done. Right? <laughs> pays me to get my feet done. Pays to get my nails done. So that's not a it's meme. Not People a are meme. actually... Pe- men pay for feet pics. Men... Older men are very easy to finesse. Mm-hmm. I say that with the, the saddest heart. Because I don't want to finesse older men, but they make it easy. Yeah. But it's not a meme. It's a thing. Guys are... Especially older men, because it's not your generation, like our, that 20s, y'all hard. Y'all are not paying for nothing. Y'all know it's free out there. If you really want some feet pics, you can Google it. <laughs> Other older men, like, I don't know how to work the internet, but this girl is selling feet pics, so I'm finna buy them, you know? Yeah. So, it's kind of a meme, it's funny, but it's real. People are paying for feet pics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like this this whole conversation is like... It's so deep, yeah, like, I don't know what to ask, because, like, like, I've only known so much, and then, like, I'll, I'll, you know, through social media, I would, obviously, like, damn, I didn't know, like, people were fighting for uh, certain rights, and Mm -hmm. when it comes to rights, um, obviously, this doesn't affect me, but you might tell me it does, Um, abortions, you know, Planned Parenthood has been given this bad name where oh they only do abortions which they don't Planned Parenthood does so much more exactly so much more we do um well I work for like a baby company like a baby outreach center pretty much they they work underneath Planned Parenthood but we can't have a Planned Parenthood everywhere you know Mm -hmm. um but they do everything they do STD um testing they do gynecologist visits which is very 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 important because you know we got a lot of bits and things going on down there we need to see a gynecologist yearly, especially if you're over 21, you need to get a pap. Paps are very important. We have, they have gynecologist visits, they have counseling for grieving if you lost a baby, things like that. I don't know why people just think automatically they do abortions, because some Planned Parenthoods don't even do abortions. You have to go somewhere else for that. Mm-hmm. And it's it just really sucks, because they do way much more than that. They help with pregnancy, 
even if like you want to keep your baby, they're going to help you with that. They help. They do family planning. They do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, with abortions, obviously, like a lot of states are straight up banning it. Uh, so there's obviously like you can you gotta wait like after eight weeks if you, you after eight weeks obviously like that's two months and some mm-hmm. women don't know they're pregnant by then. Mm-hmm. Um, how dangerous is that? How dangerous is all these laws and and you know restrictions to the women's body? It's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's so sad too because some women have to cross into other states to get abortions and some states are starting to make it like illegal and fine them if they cross the border to get you know an abortion and sometimes we need an abortion sometimes our body can't handle a baby or sometimes we we, you know maybe we got raped and we got pregnant so you really want a rape victim to carry their baby like that baby around like it just and then there's laws where like the the rape rapist can right take custody or like which just like what it doesn't make any sense to me i think i saw an article where this woman got shot and obviously lost her baby Mm -hmm. but she was charged with manslaughter and i think that was in texas and and again we would go back to these southern states where like they're less progressive and Mm -hmm. and more religious and and obviously there's there's a a hidden agenda behind that oh yeah you know they don't care about the women's bodies they they Mm -hmm. care about something else um but like you know we when it comes to like just just educate education uh i maybe i don't want to go to a an outreach where can i go and research more you know the internet is you know huge where can i where are good like websites or just like places well planned parenthood is a really good website to visit if you are shy to go out and get that information on your own i totally recommend that website because it's going to give you a breakdown of different things CDC gives you a really breakdown of like statistics and like where we stand for STDs and what group and what minorities are more um, at high risk of forgetting those STDs. And then it's just me. If you know me, then you can just come to me. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to help you out. I'm not ever going to make you feel stupid for asking any kind of question because I've gotten all the questions. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I feel like we only talked about, you know, straight or at least in my head, I've only been... Um, Every time we talk, we talk about just straight, you know, women and, and men's mm-hmm. sex. But obviously, there's men, men, women, women. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's so many, like... So um, many different kind of relationships. You can yeah. Have. So many different genders. You know, so many genders. Is it the same, like, you know, I'm a... What is that? Asexual. I'm an asexual. I you know, consider myself an asexual person. Do I still get the same treatments, or is there, like, yeah. a speci- special way? Because some asexual people, even though they do not want to engage in sex but if they are in love and they have a partner and they want to make their partner happy they will engage in sex Mm -hmm. they should still get tested they should still do whatever they need to do to keep themselves safe even if they're not doing the sex because they want they like it they doing it you know to make their partner that that was just an example because i know there's like you know people are fluid or like oh yeah it's the same you know trans trans people are becoming uh, more in the public so you Uh know trans rights like i was just saying like if I'm a you know a trans woman or trans man, do I still go and and seek? Do I do I go seek, as if I was a woman or as a man? It like depends. It's, you know? It depends on where you're at, um, in your transition. If you're a trans woman and you had bottom surgery, and you want to have a pap just for, the experience to have a pap because you're a woman now, go get you a pap. There's, at my clinic where I work at. We perform PAPs, and there's some trans women that want to get a PAP because that makes them feel complete. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't have, you know, 
fallopian tubes and a cervix and everything. They still do it because they want to feel like how they're supposed to. The experience. So, like, it doesn't matter whether the gender, like, yeah. like sex education and, and sex awareness should still be a part of... Everyone. Yeah. Pretty much. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you are, if you're aware of everything and you know your body and you know about sex, you're going to have a good, healthy sex life and you're not ever going to be like, dang, did I, did I catch something? Do I have something? You're never going to be like that because you are educated and you stayed educated. So mm-hmm. it's open for everyone, pretty much. And I feel I feel really bad for the people that are gonna listen to this episode. Man, Netflix and chill. They're gonna talk about kinky shit, but in reality, they're gonna be forced with this education right. Here and this you knowledge. Go. Get tested. Well, is there anything else that you wanna just bring out and and that we missed? You know, I feel like we're we're reaching the end of this episode. Do you feel like we missed something, or should should we? You know, I man, I feel like we got everything. Um... I mean, we can talk about a little bit about fetishes so people don't think, like, we're scamming them. Okay. We're not talking about anything fun. Fetishes and weird stories. Uh, yeah, man, we talked about feet pics. We talked about, you know, there's people that... It, do you believe people that are, like, are, are in love with trees? Or there's people that are in love with roller coasters? Those are, like, that's orientation, so that's something a little different yeah. from what I'm I'm aware of. I'm not really... That's not really what I know about, so I can't really speak on it because I'm not very educated. But I've heard about people being, you know, sexually attracted to objects and stuff. I couldn't see myself being sexually attracted to a car or anything, but, I mean, I've seen the documentary. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. But um, orientation, I don't really know too much about, but I was part of the BDSM community back in um, California when I moved here. I started being part of the community there, like here. And, man, fetishes are ridiculous. Roles are ridiculous. There's thousands of fucking roles because people just think it's dominant and submissive let's talk about these furries i feel like furries <laughs> boy bdsm community the kink scene we're like furries who we don't know her like we just like uh-uh because i feel like that's the meme that's the meme when when you talk about fetishes you, you talk about think about you think furries. feet and furries you're like you either like feet or you're a furry you're a furry like like you know what for a little bit when I turned 18, oh. and I was still questioning my sexuality, I thought I was a furry. Because I want to wear a tail, and I want to wear ears and shit. And then I saw, like, a video of, like, a girl <laughs> in a bunny suit getting fucked. And I was like, damn, that's hot. But I'm not a furry. I'm not a furry, bro. <laughs> I swear. Like, there's these, like, man, I, that's when, you know, when I think about fetishes, I think about, like, oh, maybe, you know. And I feel like fetishes is a borderline of, like, Role playing, like maybe you want to do like the cop and prisoner, or, like yeah, the, like the priest and the and the but nun. That, see that shit, that shit's not that's not real. That's fake shit right there. That's fake. That's, that's so that's fake. that's, that's fake porn fetish. shit. Yeah. Okay. Like fetishes. That's role playing, right? It's, that's role playing, which is a fetish. So there's kinks. Mm-hmm. There's roles, and then there's fetishes, and then there's slang. So like you would be considered vanilla. I wouldn't be considered vanilla because I. Sometimes I will, you know, do a little bit of that confoodling. But, mm-hmm. no. So can I say that we're an anti-furry uh, podcast? Yeah, we're in, we don't like furries. Okay, we're, uh, Even though I thought a furry was hot years ago. Shout out to Buddy. <laughs> he, was probably, he was probably like an elf. Not an elf, a deer. I feel like deers are hot. Deers are kind of hot. When girls do the deer makeup, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, Bambi. Bambi. Okay, Bambi. I can fuck Bambi, you know? No, fetishes are weird. I got hoisted up once. That shit was weird. 
I was 20 years old, dude. I went to, uh... <laughs> it's just, like, a picture, and, like, it's just, like, Wait. a frame picture. It's, like, oh, I hope you're wondering, uh, like... How I got how here. How I got yeah. here. And here's Please my frame. story. <laughs> <laughs> yup, got hoisted up, lost all the feeling in my toes. I don't know, I think But people like that. I didn't like that shit. I just did it, you know? Yeah. Just to, just to see it. And obviously, like there, there's going to be uh, men, women, and, and other... <laughs> I was going to say children. I was like, oh. No, no men, women, and, and other who, like want to experience or, or experiment through that mm-hmm. and i feel like in this time of age um more people are open about it and, oh, yeah, and there's definitely. obviously communities like you said like you can probably go to any reddit community or any subreddit and be like I'm there's new a to whole this. website for it that's like facebook oh shit find me on there what's the website it's called fet life it's like a facebook fet life okay yep everyone has a role that they go by on there there's different you know primal prey and dominant submissive brat baby big little Dom, Dommy. Yeah, like, I remember my cousin uh, told me he went to an anime convention. And, <laughs> and this girl was like, hey, we got invited to a party. And they walked into this hotel room, and it was furries. I was like... Oh, were they like, fucking? Did they have holes? I don't know. He didn't tell me. I feel like he did it. But <laughs> I, he doesn't want to tell me. He fucked a fox, probably. Oh, oh a grown-up fox costume with a hole. Man, that's crazy. Furries are weird. I'm so happy I haven't ran into any furries. Hopefully, the person that started is like, man, the kinky stuff went through all this. I heard all the education. And I'm like, where is the kinky stuff? And you listen to this part. Yeah, furries. Furries are so kinky. Fuck furries. Uh, Tori, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being my first episode uh, as a solo guest, as a solo host. I'm wearing my furry suit right now. No, <laughs> she's not wearing her furry suit because uh, obviously we take pictures uh, we take a picture, obviously, for the Instagram. I'm wearing my first, so I'll take it off. I'll take it off for the pic. <laughs> uh, Tori, we're in the section of our episode or, or show where you can, you know, plug yourself out. Where can our audience find you or where can they find you uh, doing the sex education? You know, go. Um, well, I work full time. <laughs> Just come to my job and talk to me. But We um, work at Coach, by the way. Yep, at Coach. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Tori Poo, Tori with two eyes. Um, I'm not going to give you any of my other handles, like my webcam handle. Got to find me on your own. <laughs> find them. Find me on, um, on your own. Tip me hundred coins. I got you. <laughs> um, but what, like, you know, for anybody that's, um, needs, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably definitely, I'll put the parent, uh, Planned Parenthood website in the description, but obviously if they need, they can always reach out to me yeah. and I'll get you in contact with Tori. Yeah, I'll drive you to the clinic. You want to have a talk about it? Like, I'm not going to make you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be there to support. All right, Tori, it was amazing. Thank you. Uh, again, again, guys, thank you for the support. Uh, I do have a second channel up, the fourth fourth quarter sports podcast uh all Ooh. sports i just released an episode today or i guess the today recording so go listen to that um yeah follow the podcast tqo pod and all social medias follow me on instagram at oscar underscore mc25 or oscar mc25 on twitter uh yeah uh thank you guys again for the support uh next episode will be next wednesday I don't know what it'll be on. I have a lot of holes and a lot of guests to call, to call. So, but I got Tori. So, uh, again, Tori, thank you, You're and see you guys next week. Bye.